How's it going, guys? Kenny here. And just as a reminder, this is not a family-friendly podcast, so be responsible when you're playing me around your kids. Secondly, if you really love this podcast and you want to donate to it, go to the details of this episode. Within the details, you will find the link. That link will bring you straight to my Anchor account. And there you will be presented with three options for supporting this podcast. You can support this podcast with with a low subscription payment of $1 a month. All right? Thank you so much for those who have donated. All the money goes right back into the production of this podcast as well as charity. All right, folks, sit back, kick your feet up, take your notepad out because it's time for another real discussion. Hey, everybody. It's me. I'm back, your boy. And we're basically fine. Well, we're not basically. We are finally done with February. Am I the only one that felt that February took was like the longest 28 days of my life? I feel I feel like it was like, it's still February. Oh, my God. It's still February. Really? Um, But hey, it's over and done with. And we're on the third month of the year approaching the, you know, the final quarter, the final of the first quarter of the year um, coming next month, I believe, because they break it up into four quarters, I believe. Um, by the end of this month um, So yeah, so I had a great week Hope you guys did as well This is a time for another, you know, time for us to have another real discussion And I thought this week we would talk about um, Michael Cohen and, the, and this whole tax situation that everybody's been complaining about for weeks Because it's, it's filing season, it's tax filing season Yay, we're all going to get huge refunds, right? Woo, yeah baby, time to go Time to go uh, get the the brakes fixed on the car and the radiator fixed on the radiator, I guess, or some shit. Whatever you guys do with your money. There's like a ton of ads now on the radio and everywhere. Hey, you want to know how to spend that tax refund? <laughs> oh, come on down and get your put a down payment on a new blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, buy a new tractor. <laughs> funny. The funny thing is it's probably not going to happen this year. Not this year. Um... So diving right into it, because I know you guys only have a little bit of time. And my last episode was about almost an hour. <laughs> kind of hard for you guys to listen to that one. But it was that one. That last episode was pretty hit home. It hit home for me because I, I love being black and black power, you know, and I had a wonderful Black History Month. I grew my hair out for Grow Your Fro February um, as much as it could grow out. Um, and I think I'm going to keep it. I think I'm going to keep it. I, my, my wife's like, oh, my, my fiance is like, oh, babe, I love your hair. Like, it looks like it looks so good. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to keep it. So I think I might keep it for a while until it gets hot and then I'll start cutting it down. But <laughs> but yeah, let's dive right into this whole tax situation. So as you may know, today, this year was the first year that the tax talks tax uh it's the tax cuts and jobs act whatever the gop want to call it whatever bullshit it is um the name um this was the first year that went into effect yeah right so you know this is the issue people are not getting what they usually got back in a refund and there's a lot of outrage there is a lot. I mean, people were blowing up Donald Trump's Twitter. I mean, oh my God, they were like, "Oh, I have never in fourteen years, I have never paid in to the government." And you know what? You said you would fight for us. You said that you would lower my taxes, and I ain't want that. Now I gotta end up paying the government. Oh shit! Fuck you! I'm not. I'm not voting for you again. 
Yep. This is. I mean, and let's multiply what I just did times. I don't know a lot of a hundred people, or more than that. It was a lot of people blowing. I mean, it was getting too much. I was. I was. I. I I was laughing so hard when I was going through these like retweets, how they were retweeting the president. I'm like, oh my god, this is like, I need to stop reading because this is so much funny. And when I need a good laugh, I just return to it. <laughs> but you know, and they're all saying they're not gonna vote for you. I'm like, Screw you in 2020, blah 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 blah. But you know, I don't feel sorry for those people. I'm gonna tell you why about that later. But essentially, people are very upset. They're very upset. And to to what end? Is it the actual bill that caused this this issue? And be as it may, there was just an article I was reading from CNBC that the the um the and now we're in that we're in the third week of filing, um, and hence why I didn't bring this this topic up uh, so soon sooner than it was because it was still you know it was early in the tax filing season, and now things are according to the IRS, things are back to normal. In the beginning, it was um. I think the IRS had put out a couple of data points that were saying IRS.org. They were saying that it was down 8% and it was down 16%. And then magically in the third week of filing and putting in uh, the refunds, what I'm I'm referring to, by the way, the 8% and the 16% was referring to how low the refunds were coming in. So now magically, after the third week, they're all back to normal. And of course, the the secretary, Steve Munchen, I believe his name is Steve Munchen, um, is saying that, oh, look, see, see? It's all back to normal now. It's all back to normal now. I'm like, okay. So that's that's what CNBC put out. But it doesn't excuse the fact that hundreds and probably even millions of people, thousands, thousands of million people, have either A, gotten significantly less, and one person I know is close to me. She got less, um, significantly less. Um, several people I know have gotten significantly less. I got significantly less on filing. And several people have to pay in. A lot of people have to pay in. Now, to what end is the call? Is, is it the bill to the? It's the bill's fault, or to what end it is the actual um, whose fault? I mean, the fault of the person, the individual who didn't, you know, adjust their taxes, their W twos, or the business in the adjust their taxes or adjust their withholding. Um, we'll see. So. Going into it, I read a ton of articles. There's so many articles from so many, like, you know, there's the left side, the right side. I'm going to read something from Fox Business News because Fox Business has a point that the left and that the left does not make. And I think this is when it comes to, uh, you know, being a genuine media, being, you know, the uh, being genuine in media is is key. And that's why I tell you, don't watch what you, you know, listen, I believe what you watch and to read, always read both sides of things to get an unbiased, independent view. And it's what I do as an independent. I believe nothing no one tells me. So, you know, Fox Business comes out and says, you know, well, there's a fundamental concept of why the tax refunds are lower. It's a fundamental concept in the left. They don't say this and this. They just want to continue to piss you off so that you can vote for them in, in, in 2020, which is part of what their agenda is, right? It's what big business media does. Fox News has an agenda. That, you know, the left has an agenda. So And so we look at it and they say basically how, and these are just the fundamentals of how taxes work. So what is taxes, right? Taxes are is, a, is like a levy that the government says we are going to take away from from you to to fund the operations of the government and to fund the operations with the military and all the stuff that the, the government funds like your medicaid your social security for and medicare for for old people and yada 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 i mean if you only want to know 
all the stuff that the government pays for and that that you don't have to think about the roads the banks the, the roads the schools not the banks the roads the schools you know all these things that you don't have a bill that comes to your house like most of us don't have a bill for when I, there's a pothole in our street that's fixed come there's no bill that comes to our door you know because it comes out of our taxes the tolls on the roads and stuff like that all come well some tolls you got to you got to pay a toll but for the most part when there's a bridge that we cross every day is being under repaired we don't get that bill the bill it just comes out of our taxes. We don't get a bill for military protection because it comes out of our taxes. Okay, so now that I've explained that fundamental part for those who don't understand it, and I'm sorry, and for those who do understand what taxes, I'm sorry for reiterating, but you have to realize that not everybody knows. So then, that's what taxes are. So then, what happens is when you sign up to a work a job in America, you sign a what? Ding ding ding, W two. So on that W two, there is you go through a bunch of questions: Are you a citizen? Blah 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 blah, and then you put in, you say, how much would you? How much? What is your withholding status? Are you going to be exempt? Are you ex- have any exemptions? Blase blah blase blee. Most people, and I know I do this, and I, and then there's some there's some people that do different types of exemptions, and they say how much they want to be withheld out of their paycheck, etc. etc. But for most people, to keep it simple, I either pick zero or one. I put in, in that little box where it says how many, what, what kind of withholdings you want. You either put a zero or you put a one. And according to my to my knowledge, being all the little part time jobs that I've done, you know, if you put a one, it means that you are going to you have one exemption, which is just like you are going to opt out to get. Which basically, in, in a nutshell, you will get more in your check every week. And then you will take less of a refund at the end of the year. Okay, so and if you talk to anybody that's ever done it, I know I know a woman who I used to work with. She put one a one in that box, got a lot in her paycheck back, and was like, "Yay, <laughs> yay, getting more of my paycheck, fuck, give me." <laughs> and then at the end of the year, got a bill from the IRS saying that she owed taxes because you how it works. If you get more in your check, you pay less in. Because the truth is, like they said, there's ain't two things in this life that is for certain. And that's death and taxes. And Uncle Sam is going to get his. And if he don't get it from you, best believe he's going to get it from somebody. All right. And this is why people get, this is why people get, get caught up in arms. I mean, they get all, you know, because they like they, when they when you have illegal immigrants who live here off the land and don't pay any taxes. Well, that's a whole nother story because there's a lot of information. If you Google, if you Google if, if illegal or undocumented immigrants pay taxes, you will see this, the information that comes in. It'll be astonishing because you'll be surprised how many undocumented immigrants actually do pay taxes, but don't get any benefits from the of America. But that's another episode for another day. But as I, you know, as I continue, that's that's just a fundamental concept. Now, if you put zero in the box, this means that you're gonna you're claiming zero exemptions, exemptions, and for the fun, for the you know in in a reductionist form of more complex you know in a reductionist explanation, is just that you will get less in your in your check every two weeks. And you'll end up getting a larger refund depending that you overpaid and how you itemize your deductions. Blase blee, blase blah. Okay, so going back to the bill now, is it the bill's fault um, that that essentially you're not getting a bigger refund? Well, let's assess that for a second. Okay, so according to Fox Business News, this article was saying 
Well, the article was basically saying on Fox Business News, and you can find this on Millennial Talk Politics, that they that it's a fundamental concept that was saying that because you got more in people, got more in their check, they should expect a lower refund. It means that the government kept less of your money, blah, 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 like I said. So basically, they're saying is that because you paid, your, your taxes were cut, you got a two weeks bump in your two week paycheck. You ended up paying less, so you get back less, which is true. That is a that is a fact. If you and if you ended up paying, if you got a, if depending on what bracket you were and this percent bracket, that percent bracket, and you got it depends. That's how that's dependent on um that bracket depends. What bracket you fall in is how much you make a year. So if you made a hundred thousand a year, you'll be in this bracket. And according to the tax code, when they re, when they you know change the tax code, it would say how much of a deduction or how much you know, how much how reduced your tax burden or liability was. So if you were taxed at you know what twenty percent, and then they cut it with the Tax Cut Jobs Act, they cut it to ten percent. Well, you're gonna get more money back. You're gonna get more money in your check, but the government still has a bill to pay. So let's say you got an extra um, five thousand dollars back in your salary every if, as far as your two week paycheck. Well, you still have to pay taxes. You still have to pay. It doesn't mean the government cut your tax liability. It didn't cut the amount of money the tax need that, that the government needs. So the government's always going to need money. So if you paid less, then you will get back less. Essentially, and of a refund. A refund is only issued if you overpaid. That's what a refund is. If you have money flowing over, you get that back, and they cut you a check. If you didn't do that, or you paid under, then you send a bill. They send you a bill. Because what's gonna, what's always certain, like I said, is death and taxes. What's always certain is that the government is going to tax you some way, somehow. And part of the reason, I mean, they, oh, I'm sorry. They're always going to tax you some way, somehow, and you're always going to have a tax liability. Taxes will never, your tax liability, no matter what state you move to, federally is always going to be a bill for you to pay. And if you paid less or you, you paid way, way under, you're going to get a tax bill because you have to pay. You live in this country. You participate in this country. You get protected in this country. You have to pay. You have to pay taxes. Stop bitching about it. You have, it has to be done. You, you don't without it oh taxation is theft taxation shut the fuck up okay if taxation is theft there's the fucking there's the boat go go on go on the boat and go to some other shitty country a third world country go somewhere else if you don't like it here because this, this is the greatest country on the planet earth okay the greatest civilization and we didn't get there by having no taxation Okay, yes, do do people, you know, I'm going a little rant right now, but I know people that we elect do nonsense with our money, but that's all that's purely on us. We are the we are the bosses and we allow this shit to happen. So it's when people fuck around with our taxes and do stupid, make stupid laws. That's on us. That's our responsibility. That's our these are our children that we that are that we are the we are the parents and we are the bosses of these people and we're allowing them to do that. So that's that's on us. So stop bitching about taxation and stuff, you fucking libertarians. Okay. Sorry, libertarians, they do that to me. Anyway, so I, I, I digress. And so part, so part of the problem is that, that people didn't expect that. And, and the funny thing is, I don't feel sorry for you. I don't. I don't feel sorry for any of you. And a lot of people are pissed off. I was, I mean, I, I mean 
and I forgive me if I said this already, but a lot of people were pissed off. They were going through Donald. I was going through Donald Trump Twitter. They were blowing up his Twitter, saying, "Oh, you son of a b," or whatever. I voted for you, and now for the first time in 14 years, I have to pay into the government. I've never had to do that. I've gotten eight thousand dollars back in a refund, and um. I've gotten eight thousand dollars back in a refund for my taxes when I did my itemizations, which is hold it there with the hold that thought with the itemization. I make a point here. Um, with the itemizations, now I have to pay in four grand. What is this? This is not what I voted for. I'm not voting for you in 2020. I don't feel sorry for those people because it was. If you look at Donald Trump's Twitter, if you if you have the sense to scroll back or even research a Fox News article. And these same people were all up in arms and praising for joy when they got that two weeks check. And they were like, hey, I got $100 back. Hey, I got $40 back. Hey, you know, um, they were all up in arms and they're all throwing their eyes. Oh, Donald Trump, the savior, GOP, the savior. You know, they're all up now. Now, when it, when they need that money, because Christmas emptied their pockets, Thanksgiving emptied your pockets, Valentine's Day em- em- emptied your pockets. All these holidays that we have emptied your pockets. All of a sudden now, and, you're, and you were looking forward to having that nice little chunk of cash to start your your new your new fiscal year off. It ain't happening. You got to pay in. And I don't feel sorry for you because the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, told you about this law. They told you for years and years and years, and all the people that was bitching up on Donald Trump's Twitter about for year fourteen years, I have to, I've never got to have to pay in. This is the first year in fourteen years I've had to pay in. Yeah, I bet you miss Obama now. I'm kidding, um, but you know, fourteen years I've had to pay in. Yeah, because for the because the tax code was completely overhauled by the GOP. The GOP. When they redid the entire tax code, it was the it's it's considered the largest tax overhaul in like forever in fucking forever. So when the CBO and all these other independent nonpartisan agencies and entities came out and told you go to the polls and not and not elect any Republican that will vote for this, and when the CBO told you to go to your local your representative office and tell them to vote this down like they did to vote down every type of fucking healthcare reform they try to do you didn't listen you who you who are now crying fucking boohoo tears you were manipulated by the media that you watch you were manipulated you were duped you were duped into the, you heard tax cutters like oh <laughs> I would love to give me about a hundred dollars back in my paycheck that's what you fell in love you fell in love with that you fell in love without doing the research, without reading the actual bill. People don't realize it, these bills that come out, there is a place that you can go. You could do it. There's a place. Just Google it. Google the bill. Google these bills that are being endorsed and what they're saying, what the verbiage, what the verbs and the words that they're using. You need to understand these bills before you support a candidate that will vote on that bill. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how you vote responsibly. Responsibly. You cannot just be for oh to cut taxes. Oh, I would love to get my taxes cut. You know, I would love to get my taxes cut, but at that not at the expense of other people and the expense of the country. And you have to understand when you're cutting taxes, that means you are in a fundamental in the fundamental concept. You cut taxes, you are reducing the money that goes into the government. The government has a bill to pay called the deficit. The deficit is continuously rising. In fact, I think it, it, it rose about $776 billion in the first fiscal year of this bill. 
because it's a fundamental basic concept if you're not bringing if you're spending more than you're bringing in you're going to widen the deficit if you bring in more than you're spending you are going to shrink the deficit they never they cut taxes but they never decrease spending but that's another thing for another day right so now you're bitching and you're claiming about you're bitching and quarreling and quarreling and quarreling and hollering to all your family members on Twitter and to the president and saying you're not going to vote for him now. Well, finally, I hope you have some freaking sense in your head, but you're not going to vote for him now. But it's your own fault. You sat by and let this happen. It's your own ignorant ass fault. You voted for this. Now, going back to the bill, because I said part of it, what, to what end is the bill responsible for this phenomenon that's going on and let me just and, and as a quick aside as a quick aside um the cbc just released a poll i'm um, not a poll released an article yesterday saying that now the um the the refunds are back to normal as last year and of course steve munchen I, and forgive me if i said it, steve munchen is eating this all up so things might have changed a while but it does not excuse the hundreds and thousands of people that have to pay in or got less so i'm just talking i'm speaking on that because just because they're back to normal now you still have to talk about those other people so to what end right so partially people a lot of people did not adjust their withholding from from their jobs so anytime there's a, ch a change in the tax code you have to ask yourself what do i have to do because this directly affects me just like anything with healthcare. Anything that affects the road that you drive down every day, um, your safety in America, that stuff directly affects you. So you have to say, what do I have to do when this tax code goes into effect? And what you should have done in January 1st of 2018 was go to your, your boss and say, or with the HR person, whoever does payroll and say, can I adjust my withholdings so that I get a refund or that I do not have to owe the government a bill at the end of the year? Many people who have been affected by this, this issue did not do that. Now, secondly, and this is a huge part of this, okay? It's a huge part of this. The reason why, what well, part of the reason why the, um, the, the, the tax burden is so, I mean, not tax burden, the tax refunds are so low is partially because of the the uh eliminations of the uh of certain um deductions so you no longer in this new bill you can no longer deduct your the salt tax which is state and local state and local taxes you can't deduct that you can't deduct the interest payments on your homes can't deduct that anymore if you're a teacher you cannot deduct your school supplies if you are a uh, student who paid interest um, interest on your loans, you can no longer deduct that. And what they did was just take those, take all that money, and then shuffled it into the stand, doubling the standard deduction and uh, for the single and married, and hoping that many Americans would just 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 be fall in love with the standard deduction and not itemize. So itemize, a lot of the itemizer, uh, itemizers lost a lot of their money because you put most people who itemize find and they do it and who do it well or has a tax guy do or their accountant do it find that they make more get more back from that than actually just taking the standard deduction. And for me as an Uber driver, I wasn't even allowed to deduct my mileage. Yeah, it fucked a lot of people over. 
Okay, and I knew this was going to happen, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't vote for any Republican that voted for that tax bill. I didn't vote for Elise Stefanik. Okay, not, not that saying that she did. I, I mean, I don't really know, but I didn't vote for her. But you know, she's the. By the way, Elise Stefanik, if you're in Plattsburgh, that is your representative of this district. Um, that's your district representative for the House of, uh, for the House of Representatives. By the way, um, but yeah, I, you know, you know. That's part of it. So is it some people didn't, you know, some people didn't adjust their withholding and some people got screwed over because they lost the deductions and they lost the itemized deductions. Now, I'm going to read a little from an article real quick. And because people were like, oh, um, you know, the Fox News and that Fox News business article, they were saying many people are happy because they got X amount of dollars back in in their paycheck but the the, the truth is let's, let's 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 assess that for a second the truth is okay that missed a bunch of people this whole income getting a whole bunch of income back in your in your paycheck or the, a, a bump in your paycheck you might have gotten a bump but it wasn't a significant many people like hundreds of people the middle earners they never really got this huge this huge huge um bump it was like forty dollars you know what I'm saying? So for the middle earners, according to Bankrate.com, an article by Bankrate.com, middle earners, this whole tax, the whole tax little bump that you got from the tax cuts, middle earners making from forty-eight thousand to eighty-six thousand only got an on average a average of thirty-six dollars added to their paychecks. Thirty-six dollars, and one of those people, I mean, I, I don't is, is my um my wife. She only, she, according to her, she only got a $40 pay bump on her paycheck. So was it worth it? Was it worth it to get that $40 for you to vote and say, I want my taxes cut to get that $40 or $36 added to your paycheck? Was it worth it? Was it? Or was it, was it, or was it worth it to just pay your taxes like you've been doing for years and getting a nice huge chunk to start your fiscal year because you overpaid? It's better to overpay than to underpay, in my opinion. Because if you overpay, it'll come. You know by the laws in the tax code that you're gonna get that money back. That's what a refund is. If you underpay, it's like fuck. I gotta pay my bills now. You know what I mean? I gotta pay the government. I mean, I live here and I and I eat off the land and I I I, I, mean, I take advantage of all the good nights and stuff that we have in this country. I gotta pay because it, it it ain't free. You know what I'm saying? So here we go. Bank rate. It says um this is the article from Bank Rate. And in, in this one, the, the, the title of it says, only a quarter of workers attribute their bigger paycheck to the GOP tax law. Only a quarter. It says, Bauman 33 told Bankrate, in the days before the GOP tax legislation was signed into law by President Donald Trump, that he expected his pay, paycheck to see a tiny bump, although he was concerned the cuts were only temporary, which they are. They expire in 2025, by the way. So whatever tax country you were jumping and hipping and hollering months ago when it happened that you were getting because you were getting a, a little $40 if you were in the, that forty-eight dollars to $86,000, you were getting a little $40, you were hipping and hollering. Yeah, good luck. It's it's only temporary. So even though they were giving you guess, so you got a little bit extra money to pay your gas that month, but at the by the way, it's temporary, so they're going to take that back in 2025. Um, the costs were only temporary, and that the federal debt would balloon. As I said, it is currently ballooning, and it did balloon. Um, I did not know. I did not notice a slight uptick in my first take-home pay. Bauman said, "This is a person I was telling Bankrate.com." Uh, Bauman says, "Now he says his paycheck has increased about three percent, but he but he wants to wait for a few more pay stubs to verify the increase." 
He also worried about the law's $2.3 trillion price tag, which is what the ballooning of the deficit has happened. That's, well, that's what it's going to cost us over, a couple, over the span. Over, over a span. It says only 24% of the workers attribute their increase in pay in 2018 to the federal tax law, according to the bank rate survey, while just 41% were aware that they even got a, a, pump, a pay bump at all. So basically, most people didn't even really, it was such, the, the pay bump was so tiny that most people didn't even realize that they were getting that pay bump. Anyway, they were like, oh, okay, and kept pushing because it wasn't significant. Another 42% said that they, they didn't note any difference in their paycheck, and 12% couldn't say one way or the other. Those who took home a pay because of the tax bill were happy about it. So those who got, those who took home more pay, so took home more pay, were happy about it because, um, were happy about it. 58% rated their satisfaction as 8 out of a 10. So let's talk about those people who were happy about it, the 58%. The 58% of the people who are making 100, so 90K or more. So if you were making 90K or more, you had, you had a significant pay bump and you were like holy shit you know i got a couple 200 300 a month this month you know good for you good for you but that's not the majority and that's not the majority of people in america the majority of people in america are the middle earners i would say the middle class uh, of the mid middle class which is the 48 to 86 thousand you know if you're upper middle class you're in a hundred if you make a hundred thousand dollars more or you grow your your house is grossing a hundred thousand more you're not in that mid middle class you're you're in that upper middle class in and you got more money pay in your paycheck and I don't know what you, I don't know if you were complaining at the end of the year, because if you got more money back, then I mean, you, you either paid less and you have to pay in anyway. You understand? And if, well, you probably didn't because the tax code benefits, the tax code in general benefited higher earners. Like, for example, Jeff Bezos and the, and the CEO of fucking Netflix are paying zero dollars in taxes this year. Isn't that fucking great? I have to pay taxes as a fucking Uber driver, but Jeff Bezos gets off. No, <laughs> it's not wonderful. Anyway. Um, but yeah, and, I, and I'm, I say it as a hypocrite because I, I, I shop on Amazon all the time. Not because it's, it's cheap. I shop on Amazon because they're efficient. So, but anyway, point, point being, and you can buy almost anything on Amazon anyway. Point being, he's not paying his fair share, but I got to pay my fair share. He gets to evade why I have to pay my fair share, but whatever. But it, the tax code really benefited high income earners. The higher you were, the better it was for you. So, of course, if you are a, a, a higher earner, you're going to love this tax code. You're going to love what's going on because you, you, you benefited from it. But it shitted on everybody. It's like shit on the little guy. You shit on the little guy. You shit on that guy making the forty-eight to $86,000. And you, you just shit on us. You just shit on us. And you're all happy. And you're going to go to the polls again in 2020 and vote for this moron and a bunch of a pack of morons in GOP because you're selfish needs. And see, I think about the other person when I vote, but that's just me. It says, while it's still early, these findings are under um, undermine the Trump administration claims about the effects of the tax bill, while also suggesting that many Americans might not use the extra money to show up their financial security. They were saying, so basically, Fox News also said the same thing. Fox News was saying, like, take that extra money that you were getting every paycheck and put it aside. I'm pretty sure people did that, but then when Christmas season comes around and you're like, oh, the kids need this and this person needs that gift, and then uh, 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 what's that other holiday? New Year's comes around, and then uh, Valentine's Day comes around, and then by March you're broke. So, and and that's when you know people start to file and you know they, so they can recover from the holiday season. But that didn't happen this year. You have to pay in for some people. 
and it says the effect of tax reform this article is posted by the way um all my sources um is posted they're posted in the millennials talk politics i also posted another article by business insider that goes to every uh, i'm not every profession but a lot of the professional like categories and to see how much money you in your profession in your category how much money that um that you you got in your paycheck if you were like you know a bus boy to a practitioner a nurse practitioner or a practitioner in health and, medic- and medicine you can find that in millennials talk politics and, you know, just, and it just repeats what I said. The middle income workers, those earning 48000 to 86000 will enjoy an estimated um, $930 in relief or about $36 if you buy that by biweekly paycheck, according to the Tax Policy Center, which is a nonpartisan agency. So that's why and that's why I'm using this article, because they got information from a nonpartisan agency, not from Fox News, not from business, uh, business insider or left or right media. And then, you know, it just goes on to say all these things about credit card debt and all this stuff. But. I digress with this, you know. So ask yourself, was it worth it? Was it worth that $36 a month or extra $100 a month? Or what and what what do you think is better? For you to pay higher taxes and to overpay and then get a refund automatically from the government because the the the, the right saying that, "Oh, I thought you, it's better for you to keep your money in your pocket than the government to watch it." I mean, either way, your money if if they, if you paid over the money comes back to you it comes back to you the government's not gonna the government to me is not uh, yeah you can't trust them with certain things but i don't think with this particular thing with all the codes and stuff that they have and all these things that they have to do and all the workers that work at the irs i don't feel the government will t- well you you would pay in more and they would just steal all your money you know what i mean especially if you're really good at tracking your receipts and stuff like that and getting your itemized deductions and having people do that for you you could get back to the penny what you can what you what you owe and what they what the government owes you and they will pay it they will pay you back it's your money you know so that's what i have to say about that let's go talk about let's talk about you know what everybody wants he wants to talk about and i'm not going to talk about it for too much because i don't really i mean i care about this but i only care about this to the extent of how much i believe this is going to help donald trump get impeached okay let's talk about michael cohen real quick so michael cohen is the trump's lawyer Essentially, um, Trump's lawyer, fixer, whatever you want to call him, scumbag, whatever, whatever you want to call him. Okay, and poor the I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the poor guy because he's a scumbag. He shouldn't have done half the stuff that he did. But the guy was testified in front of Congress this week, and it was like this huge, like high-profile fucking thing because, as you may know, he f- did a lot of dirty things in the name of Donald Trump. I would say, and and he was directed and followed Donald Trump's every direct order apparently and um he was you know if you know the storyline with him his his place was raided and they found all this information then he was indicted and then he was brought in and then he said i'm gonna fuck donald trump i'm gonna tell you everything i'm gonna sin like a canary same thing with flynn flynn singing like a canary i can hear him now i'm what else do you need me to do how many how much time how much time are you gonna reduce if i tell you this you know and the 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 question of all of this okay that every american is thinking and listening to if you're listening to the fucking the people on the right is do you believe him do you believe him this guy who we lied in the past do you believe him now and if you're asking real talk with ken if you're asking your boy i believe him Yep, that's right. I believe him. And I'm not doing this because I hate Donald Trump and I want him to be impeached and all that shit. I've, if you've been listening to me, 
I have always said I do not believe Donald Trump will be impeached. I don't believe the noise that he will not be reelected. I do not believe in the American people in those swing states to realize I've been duped and nothing's changed in my state. And I voted for him because he I, he was it was changed and I have nothing much has changed in my state. So I don't believe that the people in those swing states to to, to change their minds in, in 2020 and uh, just realize that uh, Donald Trump didn't do anything for them. Because I haven't seen anything that the coal's not back and all the other promises that he made. The wall isn't up. All these other shit that he was peddling to these people in those swing states. Um, but yeah, whatever. I digress from that because it's not really relevant. But not really relevant right now. But um, yeah, I believe him. I believe him. You know why? Because I watched. I watched that 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 uh, interrogation. So that's what it was. It was basically an interrogation. Um, it got a little hairy between this. It was like it was a point where something was said about racism and all this shit. And this one guy was trying to defend Donald Trump from not being a racist. And then it, it, it was this huge thing with the with the with the speaker or the the chair of the speaker of the house of whatever what was going on. It's a bunch of formalities that happen in fucking uh, politics and in the House of Representatives when they're interrogating somebody. But I watched it. Um, I skipped through those parts. So I watched it. And I, what I saw in Michael Cohen was not a man who was lying. Because I've watched a lot of these hearings. And you could tell when someone's lying, okay? They dodge questions. They dodge questions. They plead the fifth. I literally had watched, um, I think it was a Wells Fargo guy say, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Yeah. So that sounds, when you see people saying, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. And dodging questions. Yeah. That guy's fucking lying. Oh yeah, that's a liar. He's got some dirt, but he don't want, he can't say because he might incriminate himself or incriminate somebody else that might kill him or some shit like that. All right. So what I saw was not a man who was lying. What I saw was a man who felt was defeated. I saw a man who was defeated at his wits end with nothing to lose. What does Michael Cohen have to lose? He's already lost everything. He will always known, be known, if this does go to an impeachment trial, as the scumbag lawyer who helped Donald Trump do God knows what. Because he only, who knows if there's, if there's probably more stuff he's helped Donald Trump do. If this is just the stuff that's coming out now. Okay. God knows what he's had Don, helped Donald Trump do. But he's always going to be known as a scumbag lawyer that helped him commit treasonous acts. Okay, and not just treasonous acts, but like just just illegal things. He's he was the fixer lawyer. Okay, he's always gonna be known as that, and anybody associated with him is gonna be known as that. And I think the reason why part of I mean one of the reasons why I think he came forward was was of course he wants to reduce time. And let me tell you right now, and anybody listening that know me, I ain't going to jail for nobody. Okay, I'm your homie, and I ain't gonna snitch until I'm in a situation where they like. Um, tell us to give up your homies and give up your homies or you, and you're going to go to jail. What? Oh, you best believe it. I'm not going to jail to be sexually abused by nobody. I, I'm not going for nobody. I'm sorry. I'm not going for my mother, my father, my girl. I'm not going for nobody. I'll be like, your honor, it was him. He shot him. He killed. No, not me. I'm not going for nobody. Okay. I don't care who said so you know there's a rapper right now who's snitching on all his people and all his gang members. I believe in it. I support that shit because I'm not going to jail for nobody. 
So part of that is yes, he's he's cooperating and he's testifying because he doesn't want to go to jail or he wants reduced time. Of course, why should why should you know why should he go to jail while this jackass gets to do whatever he wants, live scotch free, and run our country into the ground and make shame of our country and make shame of him? Why should he suffer while the the ringleader and the orchestrator gets to run and roam free? Screw that. Bojav, Bojav. So I agree. So part of it was to get reduced time. Another part was that it's where he wants some type of redemption. Who he could either two things are going to happen. He's going to go down as a scumbag lawyer if he if Donald Trump doesn't get impeached or or gets won the election again. He's going to go down as a scumbag lawyer that helped him that helped him do all these. Like illegal acts, and then went to jail, and guess what? Donald Trump didn't go go anywhere. So then he's always going to be known as that guy. Or it works. Donald Trump either steps down or gets impeached, and then he'll be known as the guy who did bad things, but then he came clean and did what was right in the end. And that's what I saw in that man yesterday. Oh, not this this week. That's a that's what the man I saw. I saw a brave man who would speak out against the president of the United States on the behalf of the American people and tell the American people what went on and who Donald Trump really is. Somebody this close to him. Okay? And people were like, oh, Donald Trump's not a racist. He has black people on his staff. Donald Trump's not racist. If this is this is this is Michael Cohen we're talking about. This is a personal lawyer this is somebody who supped with donald trump who basically said i will do these criminal acts because you're a good client this is somebody extremely close to him who is saying that he has said and done these racist things so yes i will believe that because what does he have to lose if he lies if he lies again whatever deal and plea that he took for 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 giving information is null and void and he's not gonna lie again if he made a deal to make a when he made a deal if you made a deal and he's accepted that deal if he lies again it's null and void so if they find any semblance of a lie he'll be going to he will never see the light of day so people say why would he tell the truth now because he made a deal when you make a deal, it's, it's just simple. You can watch this. You can watch this happen in movies. When you make a deal with the with the police or whatever, whoever agency that's investigating you, or with the DA or whatever, you have to honor that deal to cooperate so that the deal is not null and void. Especially if you want immunity or some form of immunity or reduced time. It it, it requires you to flip on others in cooperation. So why would he li- why would he risk you know? Having the deal null and void to just lie again. I think he told the truth. And not just did he tell the truth. He provided viable evidence to implicate the president in these things. In these acts. Evidence. Not just what, like with this fucking Russia thing. Where, oh, breaking news. This about Russia. Breaking news. Not about Russia, but there's no evidence. No, there is evidence. There are checks that Donald Trump Jr. signed. There's a check that Donald Trump signed. There is a, um, there is other, like, I think they, there was a, uh, a letter that was sent to the high schools and colleges so that he, so that his, uh, SAT scores would not be, um, released. There is a, a recording of him telling Michael Cohen to essentially, 
pay Stormy Daniels. There is so much credible evidence that shows fraud and fi and finance violation, finance campaign finance vi violations. This is a hard, sound case against the president. Not like this Stormy Daniels. Not, see, not like this Russia shit. We don't. I mean, I'm not saying there's no facts in Russia. And I did a whole episode on this. I'm just saying there's no there's no fa evidence yet. There's facts, but there's no evidence that support these facts yet. We have to wait till M Mueller, which will be another when Mueller decides to to wrap up his investigation and 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 release that information to the American people in another, I guess, another high profile congressional whatever questioning or testimony or whatever. That'll be a popcorn and. That'll be like the, the 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 testimony of the central whenever he's done with that. Hopefully it's it's before it next year because next year is the election general election year. But anyway, it's hard sound evidence, and I think he's I think I believe him. I think it's the truth because what reason what what reason does he have to lie? What reason does he have to lie? He's already cut a deal. He's already cut a deal. He's going to jail, and I, from what I know of Donald Trump, a lot of things I feel like is is, is true what he said. And now the question is, will Donald Trump resign? Because these crimes is now have now implicated his son, Donald Trump, Trump Jr. Jr., who signed and was also part of this whole, you know, the meeting with the Russians and all this stuff. He was entrenched in this stuff. And he's apparently him and I think Jared Kushner is running the Trump trust business because all the money is supposed to be all of his business is supposed to be in a trust while he's president. He's not supposed to be he's not supposed to be running his business. And now Donald Trump Jr. is probably going to be indicted and is probably going to go to jail. Now, there's two things that Donald Trump could do. He could be an asshole and say, fuck you, Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> I'm the president, whatever, and, and stroke his his ego and be an asshole and, and say, screw him to his son. I don't know how much he loves his son. Apparently, he loves himself more. I mean, he doesn't really, and family doesn't really mean nothing to him. He cheated on Ivanka multiple times with porn stars. And he cheated on his, I'm pretty sure he cheated on his first wife. So I don't know how much, how important his family is to an egotistical um, egotistical freaking asshole like Donald Trump. I don't know how important his family is to him. So he could easily say, well, Donald Trump, that's your problem. You're a grown-ass man, right? Or he could step down and cut a deal. Step down, resign, cut a deal and say, I will resign as president if you leave my son out of this and let me go down for my own crimes. That's the two things we could hope for. Now, will he do that? I don't know. I don't think he will. This is a Donald Trump. He doesn't go down without a fight. Okay, he doesn't know when to say when you're a dog and you're beat and you're beat. He he doesn't he doesn't know when to say that. He wants to continue to fight and show whatever small base of people that love him and follow him that he's a strong leader. And he's all this bullshit. I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't know anything. <laughs> I mean, I do know. I feel like he's probably not gonna step down. Honestly, I I don't think. I don't think. He has the, the 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 ability to say I've lost this one. I mean, look how look what he's doing with the wall situation. He keeps going after this wall, wall, wall. People don't want the wall. The, the wall doesn't pull well, and people are not giving him. He still wants it. He's still fighting for. It. He's still going. He's still going. He's like he's like he's wobbling, but he won't go down and just say I'm done. I can't do it. I can't deliver on this one. He can't. He can't. He can't say that I'm done. So will he save his son? Who knows? And do I believe Michael Cohen? I do. Hey, I've already held you guys for about 45 minutes. <laughs> and uh, Anchor, who I, whom I love so much, for, who brings me, who brings you this podcast every single week, is telling me, hey, the maximum recording time is 60 minutes, just to keep you know, let you let you know. Um, giving me the warning. Um, 
But thank you so much for sitting with me for the 45 for 45 minutes. If you really do love this podcast, don't forget to, to you know, try and subscribe and help support this podcast. If you want to see me debating on CNN one day or even TYT, let me know, man. Support my podcast. Maybe help me help me get there. Um, if you do like it, download Anchor and leave me a voicemail on on anchor say hey kenny doing a great job i really like what you're doing blah 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 or if you want to reach to me you want to get in touch with me directly you can get in touch with me with me on my gmail account that's real talk with ken all lowercase the number one at gmail.com that's real talk with ken all one word lowercase the number one at gmail.com if you want to reach, reach me on twitter at capital r capital t capital w ken on twitter and of course you can reach me on facebook the millennials talk politics page i am the administrator of that as well thank you so much thanks for sitting with me thanks for listening to me you guys have a wonderful weekend peace and love see you next um, see you next week what's going on everybody happy friday happy friday Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you. All right, let me stop singing. I don't want to make anybody jealous and everything. <laughs> so, as you know, it's your boy Kenny. I'm back. Another episode. You can follow me on uh, Snapchat. I've been dropping episodes or dropping hints. I'm going to drop episodes on Snapchat. That's Real Talk with Ken, all one word. Follow me on Snap. I would love to have you guys on there. You can even message me on there. Um, and sending questions or whatever that you have about the show, or if you just want to spread some love, go ahead, bro. And I love it. So, um, um, yeah, that, if you heard that, that's a little bottle pop from my uh, Hennessy cognac that I'm about to drink. Man, I don't know what it is if uh, what it is with black people in Hennessy, but I've always drank it. I, I love it. Um, I loved it because I love Hennessy because if you drink it neat, it's so it's good. But when you put it in that little mixer, this thing, this thing just like evaporates. You can't even taste it. It's just good, you know. Like it's just a, it's an all-purpose liquor. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, uh, black people from like New York City, like myself, we drink it and we love it. So I'm about to just, you know, I just brought this to the table tonight to do this episode because um, I had a rough week, guys. It has been a rough week. It's been a rough week for a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump is always having. I feel like he's always having a rough week. Sheesh, <laughs> and uh, I also had a rough week just with drama and just life, just just life. You know what I mean? Let's just leave it as that life. So if you had a rough week with drama or just a rough week in general and stuff like that, and you essentially just made it to Friday and you just so happy that it's Friday, go ahead, reach into that liquor cabinet, take a glass out, shot glass out. Just pour yourself up, like maybe a little drink. Everything in moderation. Now I'm not, I'm not promoting. So all you alcoholics, I'm not telling you <laughs> to go and drink. Okay, I'm just saying. Just because it's Friday and you made it till Friday and you had a rough week, whether it be with drama, whether it be with something on your job, your kids, your wife, go ahead and pour yourself up a drink right now and take this shot with me. So I'll give me a second here. Oh, yeah. Oh, punch you right in the mouth, but then it kisses your laughter. Hennessy. <laughs> yeah, I swear, I swear I could be, I could be a, people tell me I could be a salesman. I could be a guy who do, does ads. Even though I really did, I did, I didn't do so well. I don't think I did so well with the ads that I had for my, for being sponsored by Flipboard. 
I'm gonna try to record those, re-record -re those, and put those up. But use Flipboard, man. I use it. I use it. I use Flipboard all the time to get all my information. That's how I generate information for this show. All right. Now that I've come, you know, talked to you up, you know, I always do a little preamble before I get into this, the real gist of what we're trying to talk about today. So, um, for first-time listeners, if you are now first-time tuning into Real Talk with Ken, my name is Kenny. I am a nursing student and I drive Uber. All right, and I'm an average day American who loves politics, who loves finance and economics, and I love learning, and I love what I think. If you know, if one, if you know something, teach something, and that's what we do. That's what I do on this show, and it's real talk, it's real discussion, it's raw, it's a, and it's authentic discussion. It's there's no script. I do not do any script. Literally, I just figure out what I want to talk about, and I press play and I record it, and here I am. Um, I'm looking for engagement. I'm looking for you to engage with me because I want to engage with you. You feel me? All right. So let's let's talk about this college admission scandal. Um, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, y'all. Um, when I first heard about it, I heard it from my buddy Dan, who was on this show before. Uh, he had, we had listened to a podcast. I can't remember what it was. I'm terrible with names. And I, we, it was, they were talking about this, you know, college scandal. And I, I mean, I heard about it prior to, you know, prior to my buddy Dan talking about it or let, showing me that, po uh, that podcast. Um, however, 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 uh, I, I didn't think it was real. Um, and I, when I, and I read it, I saw like, you know, I follow Flipboard and Flipboard had the story up and I'm like, really, this is for real? Like people, people, this is for real? Like, literally, this whole thing, so, it's like, basically, we kept you up to speed if you don't know what I'm talking about, first of all. So, the whole college admission scandal, it was basically rich white folks paying for their kids, their dumbass kids to get into college. Simple story. That's the most, I would say that's a very reductionist explanation, <laughs> but it is what it is. That's exactly what it is. Rich white folks paying for their dumbass kids to get into school, bribing um had they had people they were bribing people they were bribing coaches and stuff like that for to giving them to into giving them scholarships um to essentially play on the team for a year and then they got to you know stay in the school they were having people people take their sats for them and all that this it was crazy i mean this story is insane so now we have now how does felicity hoffman now if you don't know who she is um and listen trust me the only reason why i know who she is is because um, Bay got me watching Desperate Housewives, but Felicity, with that, you know, watching, <laughs> watching that show with her, and she's in that show, and basically her and as well as several other women have and people, I mean, have been like implicated in this scandal. So let me read from them. We're gonna read from the from the internet. Um, this is a CNN article. Like I said, I don't really trust CNN as far as the source, but for this for this particular story, it was just basically labeled, uh, "What do we know so far in the cheating? It's in the college admissions cheating scandal. That's what they're calling it. college admissions cheating scandal." So, uh, basically, you have Felicity Huffman. So it says the massive college admissions scam is a harsh reminder that wealthy families can cheat their way into a greater privilege. Pfft. Shit, that's 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 true. Shit, and this and some say that this scandal is just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> sure, right? And it says here's what we know so far in the developing case. Who's involved? So who's involved? Federal prosecutors say 50 people took part in a scheme 
that involved either cheating or stand cheating. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Um, it says the federal prosecutors prosecutors say 50 people took part in a scheme that involved either cheating on standardized tests or bribing college coaches and school officials to accept students as college athletes even though the student never played for that sport i'm dead <laughs> my fucking god i didn't know that last part i didn't know that last part <laughs> so i thought they played on the team at least and then they got kicked off and then essentially damn damn so so like i mentioned before you have the cheating on the test people cheating so basically i don't know how the hell you do that i guess people show up and said i'm this person and they show an id i'm this person and they're really not and take the test for them and the college coach is taking bribes that that i mentioned before and then uh the even as it says even if so they got they got scholarships so it says bribing the college coaches and the school officials to accept students so basically they were bribing the college coaches to accept these students on an athletic something Maybe an athletic enrollment, and they never played for the team. Can you imagine that? Like, how your bro? How do you get into college, bro? Hey, mom, my dad, you know, taught, went to the school and like, you know, bro, and just like paid the coach, bro. And then like, I was in USA. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm, oh, let me give you the hood version. Nah, bro. Like, you know, we got the hookup at the USC. You know what I mean? And then like, we just went and got, you know, we just got the hookup. You know what I mean? That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> See, I made fun of both sides. See that? Look at that. So anyway, the scandal, though, right? This is so actress uh, Lori Laughlin and Felicity Hoffman are among the dozens of parents facing federal charges. Others charged include nine coaches at elite schools, two SAT administrators, and an exam proctor, a college administrator, and a CEO who admitted he wanted to help the wealthiest families get their kids into elite colleges. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? You know, you know why this hurts? Let me tell you why this hurts right now. This hurts right now. Why it stings? Because there's millions of kids who, or that was, I mean, not saying millions, eh, millions. There is millions of kids out there, okay, who are don't have any money, family that comes from nothing, comes from dirt, or family doesn't help them who are brilliant people who would love to get into college who have to fight tooth and nail to get into college who have to apply to thousands upon thousands of scholarship to get in college or accept thousands upon thousands of dollars of debt to pay for college and then while your dumbass kid because it, it, it was cheating on sat score so i'm gonna say your kid's dumb your kid's dumb you're they're dumb they're dumb okay let's felicity hoffman your kids are dumb your children are dumb that's why you had to pay for them to get into college. Your, your mommy and your pappy ain't paying if you was a 4.0 student because you, you could get into any fucking college you want. My niece is a three-point-something student, and she got into every college. Shout out to you, um, and I'm so proud of you. Got, got into every college she applied for, okay? So stop your madness. Your kids are stupid. So those who are mad at me, oh, you're race-baiting, or you whatever, bullshit. Their kids are dumb. They're dumb. So, um, and basically... You know, we're working hard. You know how I got into my first round of college? My first round of college at Brockport. I called. I, I applied for the EOP program. And I called. Essentially, I sent my my application in. And I called every single day to Lisa Thompson. Shout out to you if you're listening. Um, every single day who worked as a mission to just make sure, hey, hey, guys, you know, I'm just 
letting you guys know I'm really interested about going to the college, you know, and just, you know, I'm really, I'm really just looking to expand and learn and get out of it and try new experiences. I promise you I'll be good. <laughs> Basically, that's what I was saying. Um, every single day, hey, did you guys receive my application? Did you review my application? Is everything all right? Do you need anything else from me? Every single day. It was to the point where I would call, Lisa would pick up the phone, hey, Kenny, how's it going? And I fought every day. I had an interview with on the phone with the director of EOP. And I basically told him, if you get, if you let me, if you accept me into this program, you won't regret it. I promise you I'll graduate. And I did. And I held up my end of the bargain. But that's that's how hard a person like myself had to what I had to do to get into college. When Felicity Hoffman, the elite, can just sit back and just write checks. That's bullshit, man. That's foul. That's super foul. It's so foul it stinks. And because it stinks, it just clears the room. Like people, uh, people, working class people, people like me and you, the real people of society, the real people who I like to do, like have the real discussions with on this show, Real Talk with Ken, the real people who work day to day, the blue column person that, you know, over here got to sit back and pray and hope and go to their churches and pay their tithes and offerings so that their kids could go get to the good Lord who could shine the light on their kid to get into college and shine the light on their pockets to pay for their kids to go to college. These people just get to sit back and write a check. And they kids as dumb as a doornail. Like, they they literally, some of the kids that they were interviewing was like, oh, I'm just here to party. I'm like, I don't even know what classes. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy. She said, so now how did the scheme work, right? How did the scheme work? We're going to go more into it. It says, it was orchestrated by William Rick Singer, the CEO of a college administration. Sorry, college admissions. Admissions can't talk today. Um, prep company called the Key, and Singer pleaded guilty to four charges Tuesday, and was admitted that and admitted everything a prosecutor accused him was true. So basically, he tells the truth. All right. There were essentially two kinds of fraud that Singer was selling. U.S. Attorney Andrew Leeling said one was to cheat on the SAT, ACT, and the other was to use his connections with the Division I coaches and use bribes to get those uh, you know, parents, those parents' kids, into the school with a fake athletic credentials. So basically, he was lying. He was like, oh, this person is 6'2", and lying about everything. Lying that, you know, lying that they was there for school, lying. So now, now what the time, time for the, the part where everybody wants to know how much did Felicity Hoffman and all these 50 people implicated in this case pay him? How much did they pay him? How and how? We know how. They're rich. But we don't know how much, right? So some parents pay between 15000 and 75000 per test to help their children get a better score, prosecutors said. You crazy? Bro, family, listen, like everybody who's listening right now, I had, I had to work. My mom had to work to pay for my SAT. Okay. Just, well, actually I think it was free. Wait, no, no, it wasn't free. Can't remember. It was years ago. I had to work to <laughs> pay my, for my SAT. And then I got like a, I got like an 11, like 1140 something. And I don't, I mean, I still got into college. So all y'all listen to me. Oh, yeah, you only got 1140 something. That's a terrible score. Bitch, I still got into college. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's funny that, that these people could just sit back and write a $15,000 check, which is chump change to them. Chump change. Chump 
change, okay? To Felicity Hoffman, one of the stars of, of the hit show, uh, Desperate Housewives. I actually love her on the show. I think she has a really good family. Um, but damn, fuck you now. Um, paid fifteen to seventy-five thousand to Tiffany Cheat, and then Singer arranged for a third party using Mark Riddle to to take the tests secretly in the students' place or replace them, uh, replace their responses with his own. So basically, he hired somebody to sit and take the test, like I said, for these people, and it was all sneaky. Like all this shit was like super sketchy, like. Everything that happened in this entire story, as I'm reading and I'm learning more about it, it's so sketchy, man. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, like, really? <laughs> All right. So, ignore Davosky, who is administered who administered the SAT, ACT test in Los Angeles, and Lisa Nikki Williams, who administered the test in public high in a public high school in Houston, are both accused of accepting bribes to allow Riddle. To take his test. This is Riddle is the guy who took the test. If I didn't clarify that, both are charged with conspiracy to commit racketeering. <laughs> this is white collar crime. You see, it's mostly white people who was doing this shit. Okay, it's mostly white celebrities that were doing it. I'm not saying that I, I don't know of any black celebrity that was involved with this or black elitist that was involved or if any other black family that was involved with this. So, but I want to say it was mostly white people doing this shit. And this is like white collar crime. Like this is not. This is not selling drugs, grand theft, and no, like, this is white-collar crime, okay? Um, and here's how the fake athletic credentials work. Well, we got to dive right into this, y'all. Listen to this. In some cases, parents allegedly took part in Singer's scheme to bribe the coaches and athletic, athletic officials. While the college coaches don't explicitly, explicitly decide who gets accepted into the universities, they do make recommendations on which the recruiting, recruited athletes should be accepted. So basically, they hire these coaches to be lobbyists. That's, what's lo- that's what lobbying is. They lobby for these, these kids to get into the school. Laughlin, who, play, who played on Becky on Full House. Oh, she was on Becky? I didn't even know that. See, I don't really follow these celebrities like that. Um, and her fashion designer husband, Mossimo Giannani, whatever his name is, allegedly agreed to pay bribes totaling 500,000. Listen, listen. <laughs> if you go pay half a billion for your two daughters, they said they paid 500,000 to give their two daughters designated as recruits designated as recruits to the University of Southern California, USC, basically. Yeah, crew team. So the crew, you know, the rowing. So that's crazy. Listen here. Listen here. This is some, if you want to know who really runs this country, okay, it's not the politicians. It's the elitists. And and people, this is, this is, this is insane. That means they paid $250 each. Listen, they could have been paying me this money. I would have took this money. Listen, you need, listen, I'm going to say, listen, I would have took that money. Why? why I would have took the money, like, if I was working, I'd be like, listen, I, I got bills to pay. Come find me. Okay, I would have done it. Just kidding, I wouldn't have. Um, But, like, you paying 500000 for your dumbass daughters to go to school? First of all, first of all, what pisses me off with this situation is that you, why are you paying, You your kids are so privileged. They are so privileged. How, why is it that they're so dumb? If you're, if you are rich, wouldn't you want your children to have the best? I would assume you, your kids would be going to the best schools, getting the best education. 
Okay, unless you're unless you're dumb and you got dumb genes and you pass it on to them, why is it that you have to pay for your child to go to school on top of the fact that they are in the best? I'm assuming they're getting the best education and they're getting the best schooling. And after all that, your kids are so dumb or you don't have that much faith in them to just apply like normal people. And I don't think this is just them. I think these are just the knuckleheads that got caught. I think this is going on on a massive level for sure. For sure. That's my dog making noises over here. Uh, She's excited. It's Friday too. And she's mad at this situation too. (laughs) Love you, Mabes. Uh, But... Like, you know, this is exactly what I, what happens. This is exactly what happens. And it's 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 sad to me. Like, you really have to pay while everybody... Or you get to pay while everybody has to work hard and cross their fingers and hopes to die to get into a college... Get on a college campus, especially if you're black. I mean, I, college was my savior. It was my refuge. I don't know where I would be without a college degree right now. I mean, maybe further in life, but who knows? You know, or having the college experience. I probably wouldn't even be on the show right now. But let's continue to read here. Let me pull it up again. Here we go. So how did Singer conceal those massive payments? Or how did he cover it all up? Singer disguised bribe payments as charitable contrib- con- contributions to the Key World Foundation. So basically, they set up a foundation. Then these people made the money. The, the, the charitable made, uh, made money payments to this guy to do all the, the mischief. This singer person, and then he front put those checks and had them sign it as the Key World Foundation, which is a charitable charitable contribution. So basically, he re- created this organization, this nonprofit organization, that he was obviously taking the profits because he's doing all this work to get these kids into college. Um, it says it's a front singer, a front singer used as to launder money. See, this was that that. Essentially, Key World Foundation was essentially a, a vehicle for him to launder the money, which he did. Uh, ironically, Singer, who had literally said his goal was to help the wealthiest families in the U.S. get their kids into school. So he was running like a this was a business. Now, as we read him, as I investigate and use my critical thinking, this was this is a business that he's running. And that's why I don't personally personally, I don't feel. I don't feel that this he's the only one and this was the only scheme. I feel like there's a lot of schemes going on. He's the only one that got caught. He's the only one that got caught. Felicity Hoffman was the only one that got caught. And the Laughlin chick. Right? She's the only one that got caught. I think this is going on all over. Come on, you're going to tell me it's just them that's doing this? There's all the thousands upon thousands of colleges, campuses that we have here in America. It's just them? You think it's just them? Come on, man. Come on, I'm I'm, an, I'm a critical thinker. I put more critical thinking on the show. I would like to think so, and I think this is not, this is definitely not just them. And it's just it's shocking to me. It's so shocking to me. I mean, is it really, Kenny? No, it's not that shocking, really. It's not that shocking because the elite run this country. To be honest, so I just want to make sure that our stories are the same, and that your 400k was paid to our foundation to help un- under serve kids singer said oh perfect so this is what one of the quotes that he mentioned when he was getting talking to the prosecutor <laughs> such a dickhead all right across the country parents are outraged that their wealth the wealthiest families um cheated their way into elite universities thereby denying spots for the less privileged well yeah yeah i'd be pissed about that too i'd be pissed about that too hold that thought there 
A group of parents and college students who were rejected from the schools filed a federal lawsuit against them saying that they were they would have not wasted their time and money applying and had their had they known that the process was warped and rigged by fraud. Okay. So let me tell you something about white people, man. I love you guys. You guys are cool. I ain't got no problem with white people, right? But when white people get pissed off, they get pissed off. Am I right? White people listening? You guys get pissed off and then you go to the courts. And this is very similar. Those two, that little spiel that I just, you know, read, a little script I just read is essentially very similar to what two white people did when, you know, when Obama made those, you know, changes to, um, you know, those changes to the uh, college admissions, you know, acceptance thing. Um, it was called, I think, affirmative action. He made those changes to affirmative action. And white people got mad when two white people went to the Supreme Court and won and deemed and the Supreme Court ruled that you cannot accept people on the basis of their race. Because these two white people, similar to the white families who are pissed off in this story, felt as if they were being discriminated against because of their race. And in this case, because of their socioeconomic status, these people. So when you guys get pissed off, you go to the courts. And this is fine. That's the way to do things because you can't always be, you can't act irrational. You have to be sensible when you are pissed off about things. And when you get pissed off, you need to do something about it rather than bitch about it, right? So this is very disheartening because part partially because of the fact of when I when I from what I know of affirmative action I thought it was the first step in I thought affirmative action was the first step in the way of getting reparations for blacks in America and I was appalled at seeing that there was this one the one girl that actually took it to the Supreme Court Can't, I don't remember remember names but Google the situation it'll come up Google works that way um the, the girl in the situation didn't even have the grades to get into that, the schools that denied her. And now these, these people, these folks, are all up in arms about it because they feel that they are being, up, like, you know, the, the game was rigged against them. Well, for them, I will also say, welcome to being black in America. Because um, we, that's how exactly how many black people in America feel. We feel like the game has been warped and stacked and the, the system is stacked against us. Is how it, things go. That's how we feel. So thank you. Thank you to having a sip of our Kool-Aid. Enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. Tastes good. Um, if you can handle it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I go off on tangents sometimes. But that's essentially this, this entire thing is just extremely disheartening because of that fact. That, that reason with the whole, of course, you know, the whole, the changes of affirmative action and how people... How the the up white the white up the white outrage about the affirmative action that happened, and then now it's you now you realize that it's not just you know the government that does it; it's these elitists like Felicity Hoffman who create these schemes, who create these schemes so that their children can get ahead. You know, this whole thing is just it's very murky. I don't like it; it's disgusting to me, to be honest. But this is what happens when we don't this is what happens when people become rich they think that they can do whatever they want they don't have a care in the world and let me tell you to everybody that always tells me kenny money's in that money isn't everything money isn't everything well it look look what money got these people or almost got or you know almost got people you know like look and what's probably still getting a lot of people today 
because if it's not do if it's not done in this form these colleges if, if you were an, if say for example i i blow up right as a political podcaster or just a podcaster people love my show and i'm like a just super super like popular person now i'm making like 3.5 million a year and i went to brockport and my son wants to go to brockport and it's a private let's say brockport's a private school and i'm an alumni and i'm a huge don't huge donor if it doesn't, because if it doesn't happen in this scheme and scamming way, it ham, it handle, it it up, it, it it happens in this way. I'm a huge donor. I'm I'm giving one million a year annually to that college as a charitable donation. And now I have a son, and my son wants to go there, and he applies there. I'm gonna go to the. I'm gonna walk right into the admissions office room and say, Hey, um, I'm not saying that I'll pull my one million dollars a year, Dean, but uh, my son better be getting into the school. I'm just saying. You see what I'm saying? If it's not happening in this scam scamming way, it's happening in the other way. So you, all you people that are up and mad and up in arms about it, you did the right thing by petitioning your government to work for you. And I, and you know, thank you. I hope you're listening to the show. Now that's exactly what I want you to do, um, or I encourage you to do. But you're mad, but it's it, it's still happening. It's 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 it, it's gonna happen anyway. These elitists that run our country. And I say they run our country because they essentially pay off our politicians or bribe our politicians or lobby with our po- lobby against our government to make things make them richer and make you poorer. It's exactly what happens. And essentially, you know, this is if it doesn't happen, like I said, if it doesn't happen in the cheating and the scamming way, it'll happen in the lobbyist way, the way I just explained it. It's going to happen. And I still, this situation, this Ponzi scheme or this scamming scam scheme, I believe, uh, seriously in my heart, is still going on behind doors in thousands and thousands of other schools. These these, these are the dumbasses that got caught. All right. So thank you for listening to me this Friday. All right. Um, I guess final message, final message. I I think I should start doing that little final message because people say I'm full of wisdom. I don't know. I think I am. Um, I, they think I am. I'm not, I think I'm an average person, truthfully. Um, so words of wisdom, keep going, keep, keep, you know, keep going, stay strong, have the right people around you and work out and drink water. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm not going to leave you with that. So like the final words is with this situation, with the Felicity Hoffman situation, just know, and this whole like college scam and scandal just know that you when you know just know where you are in society is where i'm at know where you stand and if you don't accept it work hard to better your 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 situation your status but don't give up even though these people are cheating to get their kids in you you put you invest in your child you invest and you put you put all the work in if you're if you're a student just keep grinding and knowing that you are a better person you may not be you may be lower in the totem pole as far as status but you are a better person you are actually you're actually way better than these kids who have to essentially um pay their way essentially to get in pay their way to job pay their way to you're better than the person who's receiving a handout and that's my final thoughts for today for this discussion okay 
So thank you for listening, guys. It's happy Friday to you. Easter's right around the corner. So will you get an episode? Will you not? I don't know. But I just love each and every one of you guys for tuning in and showing me the love. Let me know what you think about the show. Um, follow me at RTW. That's R at capital R, capital T, capital W. Ken on Twitter. Real Talk with Ken on Snapchat. Um, you can also go find me and follow me on Facebook. You can also email me if you really want to know or have any more questions for me. Um, it's realtalkwithken1 at gmail.com. That's realtalkwithken1 at gmail.com. No caps, all one word, like a hashtag. Have a good weekend, guys. Talk to you soon.